the Sabbath. My favorite day of the week. Before we begin, I want us to pray together. Father in heaven, as we come to worship you now, we're asking, Father, that your Holy Spirit would fill this house, your house. We desire a closer relationship with you. And we are thankful that you have set aside time to build and nurture that relationship. Father, as we worship you on this wonderful Sabbath day, we ask that you would receive our worship and bless us. Speak through me, Father. I am your vessel. Fill me. Anoint me, Father, with your words from on high. In Jesus' name, amen. Due largely to laptop computers, smartphones, and email, the concept of leaving your work at the office has almost become obsolete. I remember when the BlackBerry phone came out, it was more just a messaging device. I would be at lunch with some of my colleagues and I always hear their hip vibrate. And I said, I'll never get one of those devices. Eight hour work days and 40 hour work weeks are no longer the norm. A Cornell University study of working couples confirms the detrimental effects that work-related stress has on families. Married couples with children burdened by long hours at their occupations report the lowest quality of life among working couples. Additionally, according to the American Psychology Association, 43% of adults suffer adverse health effects from stress. And 75 to 90% of all physician offices visits are attributed to stress-related ailments or complaints. St 
stress is linked to the six leading causes of death in the United States. Heart disease, cancer, lung ailments, accidents, cirrhosis of the liver, and suicide. Did you know the Bible has the best prescription for stress relief? In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, the Bible says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Sabbath is a great prescription for the stress, stresses of life. Concerning the Sabbath, Dr. Hans LaRondel wrote this. The Sabbath was from the very beginning created to make room for God's sanctifying communion with man. This sentence makes one think of Adam and Eve in the perfection of their creation. The Lord's words that he gave the Sabbath so we would know that he says, I am the Lord who does sanctify you. That has special meaning for fallen humanity. But Adam and Eve were created holy. Why did they need sanctifying communion with their maker? Separate from the animal creation, humans were created with marvelous abilities. They could think, that is, reason from cause to effect, and then create ideas they did not previously have. As managers of their garden and of the earth, they had choices to make. They, as all humans, were filled with curiosity. Theirs was the exuberance of youth. There was so much for them to see. There was so much they could do and enjoy. Their days must have seemed too short for them to do all that they wanted to do. Their marvelous endowments and the wonderful creation around them 
could easily absorb all their thoughts and their and time. Their abilities and the enjoyment and study of the natural world must not become the one big goal of their life, for that would separate them from their creator. For Adam and Eve, and indeed for all humans, in order to live and function properly, a relationship, a unity with the creator is necessary. The following words by Dr. Edward Heppenstahl describe the danger that existed for Adam and Eve, created in the image of God with such great possibilities before them, they could forget God. Hear those words by Dr. Heppenstahl. Man must never be thought of as separate from God. Man is not given the qualities by which he functions independently of God. In him we live and move and have existence. Acts 17.28 The moment man is thought of as independent of God... Man destroys his identity. He can no longer see himself or understand himself as man. Dr. Heppenstahl then goes on to quote Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 14, which reads, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne. My, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Dr. Heppenstahl goes on to say, Satan dethroned God in his life and put himself there on the throne. This claim to a life independent of God was a declaration of war against the creator of heaven and earth. This war began in heaven and moved to this earth. The theory of evolution and also naturalism declare independence from God. They teach that all that exists is the physical universe and all truth must come from human experience and the study of the physical world. For more than a century, these theories have dominated learning and teaching. 
The result is an amoral society in which each individual describes himself or herself as what is right. Human society cannot exist in peace and safety like this under these circumstances. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, it reads, And God saw all that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. In, in six days, the physical creation, it was complete. So why did God not appoint a six-day week? Well, it's because humans need more than the physical creation can give. Possessions, material things are inadequate to supply the needs of humans who were made in the image of God. Man does not live by bread alone. God's prescription is that we need to break from the things of time and space. And we need to fellowship with our maker and redeemer. In Patriarchs and Prophets, page 48 and two paragraphs here. I want you to see this fascinating quote. God saw that a Sabbath was essential for man, even in paradise. He needed to lay aside his own interests and pursuits for one day of the seven that he might more fully contemplate the works of God and meditate upon his power and goodness. He needed a Sabbath to remind him more vividly of God and to awaken gratitude because all that he enjoyed and possessed came from the beneficent hand of the Creator. God designs that the Sabbath shall direct the minds of men to the contemplation of his created works. Nature speaks to their senses, declaring that there is a living God, the creator, the supreme ruler of all. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. The first Sabbath, Adam and Eve learned who they were, and where, where they came from. They began to understand their position and purpose on earth. Only in being united with God could Adam and Eve realize the completeness of all that humans were created to be. Only in being united with God could 
humans be kept morally holy. Man was never intended to be independent from God. From all the pleasures that Adam and Eve daily found, they must take and make, have a weekly rest. This rest in God was for their own good. They must keep connected to their creator. They needed sanctifying communion with their, commun- with their creator. So God, by his actions and by his words, he made the Sabbath. The Sabbath was not appointed as were the feast days. It was made by an act of God. As surely as trees, animals, all things were made by him, so the seventh day exists by the creation of God. Jesus said, the Sabbath was made for man and he is Lord of it. Christ is the Lord of the Sabbath. He, not the Pharisees, shows to us its purpose. It's for our good. He, not Pharisees, shows us how to keep it holy. He met with his people. He taught them. His presence worked the miracles of changed lives. Think of those first disciples who followed him in his ministry. They experienced Sabbath in a new and blessed way. It was so different from Sabbath-keeping as prescribed by the Pharisees. For them, Sabbath became a day of refreshing. God established this weekly time for us to be with him. It is as needful as is the air that we breathe, as the food, and as family. I remember growing up, some of the ways that we celebrated Sabbath would be outside. In Pathfinders, we would make these little scenes out of things that we found in nature. Three or four of us would go into different groups into different parts of the woods or out by the water, and we would just create things with our hands and then we would have to walk in groups and we were creating a bible scene and we'd have to walk in groups and then guess what each group created imagine creating the red sea crossing with some dirt and some sticks and then some water from the creek Or how about creating the scene of David and Goliath? We used one big twig and a small twig. 
Spending time with family was a big thing for us on Sabbath. Getting together, singing, playing musical instruments, praying together, sharing how God has blessed us during the week. Visiting friends and family, especially those who might be sick and weren't able to come to church. Spending time with the Lord, reading his word. Sometimes I remember as a child, we would do Bible charades. Has anybody done that before? Spending time with God is so essential, especially on the Sabbath. Think of what our God has given to us. Many adults, looking back, they say, Dad was always working. He never took time to be with us. He gave us things, but I don't really know him. Our great creator takes time from his management of his universe for special weekly fellowship with his people of faith. Creation Sabbath tells us we are not alone. It's not as what Jacques Monod, a scientist and French Nobel laureate, not what he wrote when he says, man finally knows he's alone in the infinite immensity of the universe. He would have us believe that our existence is the result of unprovable chance happenings. That we are adrift in a vast universe with no purpose or meaning for our existence except that which our imagination supplies. What would it have been like for Adam and Eve to come to consciousness and not know of any other being. The sense of being alone, completely alone in a new place about which you know nothing is a frightening situation. What would they have become? All they could have done was to learn from what the animals were doing and so respond. On that creation Sabbath, they learned that they were not alone. More than that, they experienced that the creator God was also father. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. 
Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. Lucifer said, I will be like the Most High. And to Eve, he said, you will be like God. Independence from God arises out of self-worship and results in sin. Independence from God severed the lifeline Adam and Eve had to God. It resulted in decay and death. It is the cause of all evil. Jesus Christ, by his life and death, became the new lifeline. Now, as our great high priest, he is able to save completely all who come to God through him. To keep the Sabbath in Christ is an issue of one's faith in Christ. People need to know the blessing of God's Sabbath rest. When we participate in our Lord's Sabbath rest, it becomes the sign of our faith in God and of our dependence on God as the creator, redeemer, and savior of the human race. The power that makes alive those who were dead in sin and affects the new birth is the same power by which all things were created and that brought forth Jesus from the dead. God, as creator, is also a great issue in science. We must not deny our maker and redeemer. God's final appeal calls the world to fear God and give glory to him and worship him who made the heaven and the earth and sea and springs of water. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy is the witness of faith that God is our creator. It witnesses to Christ and the salvation which he provided for us by his death on the cross. It witnesses that it is his power that creates us to be a new person. He has raised us up and enables us to daily live in newness of life. He is the one who 
sanctifies us and who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the throne of his glory with joy. Only God can make a person holy. He says, I gave them my Sabbath to be a sign between me and you that you might know that I am the Lord who does sanctify you. There is a special work God does in believers when they put aside their own business and activities and focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. As I close, all growing vegetation turns towards the light. As it does this, energy from the sun causes changes in the planet. So Sabbath calls us to put aside the weekly activities that consume our time and turn completely to our Lord and Savior as we behold him in his word and in his works in nature and his work for our salvation, change occurs in us. 2 Corinthians 3.18, we are being transformed and we worship. If any person be in Christ, he and she is a new creation. The Sabbath is and will ever be a part of God's original creation and his new creation. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you, Father, for creating us. Thank you for creating for us all the beautiful flowers, the many, the, the variety of animals. And thank you for creating the Sabbath. And thank you for redeeming us. Father, cause us to spend quality time with you during these precious hours. In Jesus' name, amen.